snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. It wasn't pretty, but you know what we say here on Gangs All Here? A win is a win is a win is a win. And you don't apologize for victories in the NFL. The Jets were dead in the water, but with 24 seconds to go, thanks to a missed kick, a penalty, a couple 29-yard throws, and Greg Zerline's leg, and then Greg Zerline's leg again, the Jets go on to beat the Giants in insane fashion, 13-10 in overtime, and the Jets go from 3-4, and four, what it looked like, to 4 and three as the Chargers come to MetLife Stadium for Monday Night Football next week. We will do a special crossover podcast. It's Gangs All Here meets Blue Rush, Brian Costello, and Paul Schwartz in this special crossover podcast. It's coming up next on Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. in front, still going, Brees Hall will take it, it's a 50-yard touchdown, Wilson escapes, throws on the run, he's got a man, first down, kick on the way, and it is good, and we got bonus football in Jersey, Greg Zerline, 33 yards away, kick on the way, and it is good, the Jets win it! Jet life all day, paint the city green. Let's do it. Let's get it next week. Welcome to a special crossover podcast. It's Gangs All Here meets Blue Rush. In just a few minutes, it'll be me, Jake Brown, with Brian Costello, the usual, of course, and Paul Schwartz, the Giants B writer for the New York Post. It's all the hosts combining on this episode, those highlights you heard, courtesy of CBS. Listen, you can't apologize for wins in the NFL, but if the Jets want to make the playoffs, They can't be this bad. The Giants handed the game to the Jets on a silver platter, and they take it. Take that caviar, eat it with your pinky out, and enjoy the victory. The Jets win 13-10 in overtime over the Giants. The Jets improve to 4-3. The Giants fall to 2-6. The Jets very much in the playoff conversation. If they were to lose this game, they would be, but you wouldn't take them as serious. Well, they won the game, and you still might take them not as serious because, holy moly, what happened? I mean, Zach Wilson looking like the old Zach Wilson again, regressing. The offensive line hurt. Schweitzer injured. He's out, down and out for the count. Joe Tipman didn't play. The Jets were on their third or fourth center. Connor McGovern hurt. 
Randall Cobb didn't play in this game. The Jets were the walking wounded, just injuries nonstop. Same for the Giants. Tyrod Taylor goes down. Darren Waller goes down. I mean, it is unbelievable how many injuries there were in this game, but the Jets prevail, and it came down to the final 24 seconds. Listen, Brian Dayballs is Brian Dayball this year. No guts. Listen, Graham Gano's got to make that field goal, no doubt about it. But on fourth and one, if the Giants go for it and get it, the game is over. Sign, seal, deliver. If Gano makes that kick, the Jets get the ball with a touchdown winning the game. If Gano misses the kick, the Jets could go down the field, kick a field goal, send it to overtime, or score a touchdown and win the game. Well, they went down the field, scored a field goal, and they won the game in overtime. So they got Graham Gano to thank. They got the Giants coaching staff to thank. Every button pushed by the Giants this year has been wrong. It's unbelievable. The turn last year, every fourth down, going for a bang, going to the playoffs. This year, the Giants, you know, they look like a one-year wonder because they suck right now. And to see them hand the ball off every time in the second half was fascinating. I know you're on your third quarterback, Tommy DeVito, but does he not have the capability? Does he not know the playbook? Can he not try to throw? And the Jets were ready for it. Shout out to the Jets defense today. They were absolutely tremendous. But the real MVP of this game is special teams. It's Thomas Morstead and Greg Zerline for making the two kicks. But Morstead pinning the Giants deep and for an offense that couldn't do anything and on their third quarterback, that was massive in a game that featured 24 punts. So Thomas Morstead is such an upgrade from Braden Man, And that's the kind of game this was. But listen, you don't apologize for wins. You don't apologize for back quarterbacks. You don't apologize for third-string quarterbacks. Negative nine passing yards. You almost didn't think that was possible in the football world, but it happened. So shout-out to the Jets' defense because they were ready for any attempt that the Giants had, the very few that they had. The box score is ugly. This game, Phil, will not go in a can. But listen, Tyrod Taylor was four for seven with eight yards. He had seven attempts before getting hurt in the second quarter. Tommy DeVito, two for seven. That's 14 pass attempts. I know the weather was bad. It was disgusting again at MetLife Stadium, rainy again. But Zach Wilson had 36 attempts. There should have been more from DeVito. And I think the Giants were just trying to prevent themselves from losing. And in the end, they lost the game. It was all Saquon, 36 for 128. And you'll take this win if you're the Jets. While it was ugly and you shouldn't have won it, you'll take it. Because, listen, Brees Hall was 12 for 17. The Giants were ready for the Jets run game. Zach Wilson was the leading Jets rusher at 4 for 25. Garrett Wilson, 7 for 100. Brees was dominant as a receiver. 6 for 76, including a touchdown. Lazard, 3 for 45. Compared to the Giants receivers. Waller, 1 for 4. Brito, 1 for 4. That's it! Saquon, 3 catches, 0 yards. Darius Slayton, 1 catch, Negative one yards. So any of the few times the secondary was tested, they they dominated with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner back in the field. So great job of the Jets even, but the punting, the special team, Zerline, the real story as the Jets just find a way to win the ugliest game in the history of football. And, you know, we'll talk here in a minute with Brian Castell and Paul Schwartz before the second segment, Lauren Sines, Brandon London and I, but, you know, Jets have some things to fix. You know, Zach has to get rid of the ball sooner. Enough of running around, holding it. The Jets back up offensive linemen. These guys did not play that bad. They played well. You know, I thought he had time. 
He really had time, but he was just holding too long. So Zach's got to get rid of the ball. There were times he would just keep running backwards. Clock would eat in the fourth quarter and we'd take a sack. I'd rather him just chuck it up for a pick. Chuck it up and get an interference call. That's what did it in overtime. He chucked it to Taylor. It was like preseason, but interference fashion. To Malik, boom, interference, field goal. Jets didn't even want to run a run. They're like, this weather, backup, third string, fourth string center, fifth string center. We're just going to snap it and hope that the kick goes in, and it barely did. I really thought Zerli missed it. And if he missed it, that game was ending in a tie, so thank God he made it. But the Jets snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. And their playoff hopes very much alive, but they got a lot to fix. Zach's got to be better. The run game's got to be better. And they got to do something here at the trade deadline. I don't know if there's going to be a lineman available, but they got to get some bodies because they are limping back to MetLife Stadium next week for primetime football against the Chargers, who are about to be the Bears tonight. So the Chargers will be right back in the thick of the playoff conversation with a victory tonight. That'll get them to three and four. So it's a big game next week. Big game for the wild card. Because listen, if the Chargers three and four, Jets four and three, Jets could be five and three, Chargers three and five next week. You know, it's a different ball game. So an ugly game. We'll react to it all coming up on this Gangs All Here Meets Blue Rush New York Post Sports Football Crossover Podcast. And we'll start it all off with Brian Costello, beat writer for the Jets, and my co-host and co-host of Blue Rush and beat writer for the Giants at the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. That's coming up next. I was looking forward to this one. How many uh, passing errors they have again? I think Negative. minus eight or nine. Calm right there. <laughs> we did our job. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. It's the other part of our crossover podcast here. You heard from Brandon London and Lawrence Tynes. Now we take it inside the locker room with... My Jets co-host and gangs all here, Brian Costello, Jets be right for the post and Giants be right for the post and co-host of the Blue Rush podcast, Paul Schwartz. You guys witnessed the greatest show on whatever you call the MetLife Stadium turf today where everyone's getting hurt. Um, you know, I'll start with you, Kaz. Is that up there as one of the worst? You, you know, you've covered a lot of bad games, a lot of bad Jets teams. Is that in the Mount Rushmore or the top spot of the worst game you've ever seen, at least offensively? So the hard part, Jake, is the ending was good, right? It was an exciting ending, which which saved it. But yeah, I was we were debating at halftime where where it was standing. Like the worst game I've ever covered was a Jets Cardinals game in 2012 when Mark Sanchez threw a bunch of interceptions in the first half. They benched him at halftime for Greg McElroy. You remember this game? It was the only really McElroy. They won seven to six. Ryan Lindley was the Cardinals quarterback. That was the worst game I ever covered. This game beats that one. This was a better game than that one because of the ending. But yeah, in terms of offensive performances, 
it was brutal for you know both sides and but the Jets Jets pulled it out at the end. Paul, you've been covering the Giants since '94. I got to believe it's up there. But I'll start with you on this. You know, thirteen ten. I, I detailed what happened. You know, the bizarre ending, the missed kick. You know, the boomer size and saying the ref didn't touch the ball on the before the uh, the spike. He's wrong. He's wrong. But okay, he's wrong. the ref did touch it. It went like a little quick touch. So I I agree, he is wrong. But leading up to that, you know, there is debate. You know, you make the kick. It's a chippy. It's Graham Gano. He's usually Mister Automatic. He missed a thirty five yarder earlier in the game. Bad conditions. I'll start with you. Should he have gone for there? There, Brian Dayball. I said, you know, it's no Dayball. It's just Dayball. It's just his regular name. He didn't take many chances in this game. Earlier, it was fourth and one before that missed kick. He didn't go for it there either. Do you think he should have went for it there and try to put the Jets away with uh, 24 seconds left? Well, for the sake of accuracy, uh, Gnome hit a 31-yarder and missed a 47-yarder earlier in the game, and then he missed a 35-yarder. I had no problem with him kicking the field goal. It, it, it's it's a debatable thing. Look, he, he has, you have to play the percentages. I think analytics says go for the field goal. I don't always care about analytics, but here's the thing. If you go for it and get the first down, the game is over. Okay, so you can argue that the game, that's the, the only scenario you have where the game is over is if you get the first down. I would put, I'd like to know what Kaz thinks about this. I would put the odds of the Giants getting the first down at less than 50%. I really would. I mean, Saquon is a great player. He carried the ball 36 times that, you know, but they weren't exactly moving him off the line. You know, he had, he had, you know, he got 128 yards on 36 carries, you know, do the math. So, um, and I've seen the Giants play and I've seen the Giants stopped at the one yard line many times this season. So um, I think it's less than 50% that they get it. If they get it, the game's over. If they don't, fine, right? 24 seconds to go, you're on a 17 yard line. No, you know, there's a 99.7% chance the Giants win that game. If he makes the field goal, they're up by six. They kick it off. There's a 99.7% chance they win the game. So, I mean, I, I don't think it was that different. Now, when you miss the field goal, you give the Jets the ball on the 25-yard line versus the 17. That could be a crucial difference in yards. Uh, Greg Zerline kicked an easy field goal. You know, he kicked the field goal. He, he was going to make it whether it was seven or eight yards back anyway. So I think here's what, what I think the sum up. Okay. In summation, you do what you think is the best thing and having Graham Gano go out to kick a 35 yard or 35 yard field goal to basically win the game for you is a no brainer and you do it and he kicks the field goal and he didn't do it. So it makes the coach look dumb when players don't do routine things, right? When you say, how could he punt the ball? Well, because he should have punted the ball, not in the end zone. You know, players make a coach look smart or dumb. In this case, they made Brian Dable look dumb. And the sad thing was, this was the most bizarrely navigated game. I think the three of us have seen in a long time where they, in an NFL game, they basically said, we're not passing the ball. We're not passing the ball in the second half. It was bizarre. And yet it worked. They got it to 24 seconds to go with a chip shot field goal to win the game, and they didn't win it. So ultimately, they didn't work, but it should have worked. Yeah, I, I agree. Less less than 50% chance there, Paul. I probably would have gone for it just because you win the game if you get the first down. And I feel like I feel like the component we don't really know is Gano's health. 
right? Because uh, you you know better than me, Paul, but he's been on the injury report, right, with a left leg injury. I, I you know, I think there's, you know, he, is he not right? And they know a lot more than we do about his health. That would give me pause, right, as the coach, do Do I put him out there to kick a 35-yard field goal if he's not right? But really, the Giants should have won the game no matter what. No matter what he did in that situation, it shouldn't have mattered. The, the Jets got the ball back with 24 seconds left and no timeouts. They, 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 they should, you know, they should win. They should win the game in that situation. Uh, I think the one thing that's kind of got over, over underplayed um, was the Kayvon Thibodeau penalty. Paul, you and I talked about it leaving the, leaving the stadium because that stopped the clock. Free and, play and a free play. And it was a free play, which. You know, I haven't bought into all this. Zach's learned everything from Aaron Rodgers, but that's Aaron Rodgers' trademark is taking advantage of the free play. And I think Zach did that there. And and then the clock stops because Robert Sala admitted after the game, they were thinking Hail Mary. They were thinking with 24 seconds left, get the ball in position where they could throw a Hail Mary. They weren't even thinking they were going to be able to get to a field goal because of the time. So Kayvon, that penalty stopping the clock with 17 seconds left then enables them to run another play and then spike it and kick the field goal. So that he had a, he had a great game, obviously, three sacks. He was all over the place, but that was a big penalty. I said that in the other segment. I think that was very much overlooked was that penalty because the Jets probably don't win that game if that's not called. There wouldn't have been enough time. You know, I was worried they were going to have the same thing happen in Denver where they ran out of time. I didn't think Zach was going to get it down. Um, he got it down one second left. The Jets improved to four and three. Cause what's the locker room reaction here? Salah calls the Jets the king of New York. You're no king when you win a game like that against yeah, a third-string quarterback. He didn't quite say the king of New York. He said Woody John. Like someone asked him what Woody's reaction was, and of course Woody's happy. The owner's happy. He called. He said Woody's the, the owners get to be the king of New York uh, for, for another year. Um, no, they were. It was muted. <laughs> it was a muted Salah, especially from Salah. He wasn't jumping up and down. He knows the team didn't play well. He knows they can't keep winning like this. You know, they can't just lean on their defense to carry them through games. This is now, um, you know, two at least, if, if, three if you go, if you want to look at Denver too, where the defense just carry the team. And, they, you know, this isn't sustainable. This isn't a sustainable win, way to win football games in the NFL. You're going to need some offense. So, uh, and they were kind of stunned too. Some of the guys were just, a few guys like Alan Lazard said it, Saw said it, Liz, I don't know how we won this game. Like they were stunned that they won and they, they felt they lost. Saw said he, he started taking the tape off of his hand. He had hurt his hand earlier in the game. He took the tape off because he said the game is over. They had to get retaped before overtime, but they, they really, you know, Garrett Wilson admitted he thought the game was over. They all kind of thought the game was over. And then, you know, the craziness happened. Paul, the Jets are in the playoff race at four and three of the Giants. All their hopes are pretty much wrapped up two and six. How demoralized were they after? And here with, you know, the trade deadline Tuesday, I got to imagine everyone's for sale at this point. Well, I mean, it's not baseball, you know. I mean, they're not trading Saquon Barkley, you know what I mean? And, you know, does a team want a Dory Jackson? Well, the last play of the game, oh. uh, the tape of that, I mean, Kaz, I had to look up who that guy was. Practice squad wide receiver, you know. Wasn't exactly his like famous he, play was hard knocks. Throw it up to Malik. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said so. That was his famous moment. Yeah, I mean there there are there are pass interferences where you say yeah that was close or that was unlucky. <laughs> I mean that was that was an amateur yeah. hour play. You know yeah. on on a ball that's just thrown up there. Now look, I believe once the game got into overtime, 
the best the Giants could hope for was a tie. The Giants were not going to score unless the Jets turned it over. Um, you know, the, the, the Morstead was was you know should be the special teams player of the week. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he his punting was, was in a game like this. His punting was phenomenal. You know, the Giants were backed up. You have a team that's backed up and a team that is afraid to throw the ball. You know, it's not a recipe for a lot of, a lot of yards and a lot, and a lot of points here. Um, you know, I don't think the Giants were – I've seen worse locker rooms. I think after the Bills game where the game ended on the one-yard line um, was worse. You know, this game, I think they were stunned, but, you know, and it's a bad thing to say, but – and because the Giants were a good team last year and made the playoffs, but this year something is just not right. And they can say we expect to win, we expect to win every game. You know, I, I was standing this far from Saquon Barkley, you know, in the locker room after the game while he was talking. And he's had so many of those postmortems where things have done OK and he's done OK and they don't win the game. You know, and look, this is this was, you know, incredible fashion that they didn't win the game. But, you know, they, it, you know, it's muscle memory. You know, it's muscle memory when you win and when you lose. And um, they've done a lot of losing this year, a lot of bad losing. So, um, you know, it's a bad sign. It really is because. They, they they were shocked, but I don't think anyone – I didn't see that that bitterness, that anger. It's just like, you know, look, the defensive guys thought they played well, which they did. And, you know, I think they played great. And you cannot allow Zach Wilson to throw 29 yards and 29 yards in, you know, 15 seconds. You just can't – you can't allow it, and they did. Guys, the uh, the Giants dealing with injuries. You know, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, gets sent to the hospital. Darren Waller leaves the game with an injury. The Jets – I think I tweeted, you might play second half offensive line for them. They got Noah left. Wes Schweitzer's gone. Connor McGovern's gone. AVT we know is done for the year. Tipman was out today um, coming into the game. What the hell do they do on the offensive line? Like, we've talked about it, me and you. Like, there's not many guys to trade for. They're going to have to pick up some guys off some practice squads this week, right? Nick Mangold ain't walking through that door, Jake. You know, I, I tweeted, Nick, are you busy? You know, you might want to come over to the, today the game, but – yeah, I mean, Xavier Newman, uh, you know, Paul referenced Malik Taylor. And I think, yeah, your diehard Jets fans know who Malik Taylor is because of the Hall of Fame game and that pass from Zach. I'm going to guess not many of you knew who Xavier Newman was going into this game. Another practice squad elevation on Saturday. And he ends up playing center. And, you know, the first snap is a botched snap. And you're going, oh, boy. And then they go to the shotgun and it almost goes over Zach's head. But they they figured out a way. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tipman, I think it's a good sign with Tipman, Jake, that they didn't put him on IR on Saturday, right? So that tells you they don't think he's gonna be out for too long. Can he be back next week? Because essentially they were on their fourth string center, right? Because I would count Tipman as the backup center, even though he's playing guard. Uh, and then they go to Schweitzer and then they go to to Xavier Newman. Um, yeah, it's 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 not pretty right now on the offensive line, and we'll see what happens. But I saw McGovern in the locker room after the game, Jake, and he had a huge brace on his left leg. There's, I would say there is – I'm not a doctor, but I'd say there is absolutely zero chance he's playing next week. Schweitzer on crutches, not a good sign. Uh, calf injury. So, yeah, the, the, the offensive line's going to be in rough shape. They're going to be begging Dwayne Brown and Joe Tibbin to come back. Luckily, they'll have the extra day because – the fans get to watch this Jets offense at prime time again next week. Next Monday, the Chargers. Next uh, two weeks. Next two weeks in prime time. Another one. Oh, my goodness. That's not even fair to the audience. But listen, they're in the race. They're tied for the playoffs. If season end today, they wouldn't make it. They lose out on the tiebreaker. But the Chargers are right there a game behind them. So next week's 
you know, a big game in the uh, AFC wildcard race for the Giants, Paul, you know, they go play the Raiders. Like, what do you do here, quarterback? If Taylor misses time, you know, you're not going to rush Daniel Jones back. Is DeVito your starter? Do you pick up, you know, Colt McCoy? Like, what do you do here at quarterback? Well, um, um, Tyrod Taylor uh, spent the night in Hackensack Medical Center with a rib cage injury. So he's not playing in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, um, uh, Daniel Jones is close. I'm told he's close, but the feeling was kind of week 10, not week nine. Um, you know, he would have to be cleared like tomorrow and get on the field Wednesday. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and I don't, you know, I mean, you can kind of, you know, like Tom Coughlin used to do, right? Like, like, let's go. Like he would talk about injuries. He'd be like, okay, let's go here. Let's go. You know, you can't like, let's go with a neck injury, but um, look, they'd love to have him back. Are they going to sign Ian Book or Matt Barkley? They had those guys in a few weeks ago. Barkley knows Dayball's offense. They, they're going to have to sign somebody, but those guys aren't going to start next week in Las Vegas. Look, and I, I think this is fair, Kaz. I want to know what you think about this, that we the quarterback is the most important guy, right? And what's that old cliche? Well, the backup quarterback is the second most important guy, right? And it's like, well, I covered Eli Manning for 16 years. The backup quarterback was not the second most important guy. He was the 54th most important guy because he never played. But, you know, Zach Wilson's an important guy because the starter got hurt. Now, Daniel Jones has not been available the last three games. Tommy DeVito has been a practice squad elevation the last three weeks, right? I know you're, 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 it's kind of slim pickings when you have your third-string quarterback, but when you have a quarterback in there that you are afraid to have throw the ball, then – should he be your backup quarterback, right? He was the backup quarterback the last two weeks of the last three weeks now. Um, you know, you can't find anybody great out there, but if you have a quarterback out there and, and Brian Dable says, all right, it's a 2-6 game, it's a Saquon Barkley game, he can't throw the ball because something bad's going to happen, then that's not good. You know, that tells me that he's not ready to be in the NFL and, you know, not a ragging on Tommy DeVito. If he's not ready to be on the NFL, in the NFL, then – why is he the backup quarterback? Yeah, it's tricky, right? Because I'm sure they see him as a developmental quarterback, right? That that they don't want to play, and he was in the practice squad, and you bring him up. But yeah, it's weird. I mean, he's the backup. What was the, the situation? Was it? Was it? When was it, Paul? Where they had they had like signed the guy off the Bills practice squad to play? Was that two years ago? Was that Judges last year? Was it from 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 Georgia? They signed him off the Bills practice, and I thought we thought that yeah. was weird. Yeah, I that was the opposite. Yeah. I thought they signed. I'm like, why would they be signing a guy off a practice squad if they had someone in the building all year? I don't remember who the was guy, it. A Mike Glennon was it? Mike Glennon. Mike. Mike. But then I think Mike Glennon got hurt. Wasn't there somebody else that was like a younger guy that was the developmental guy? But I mean, Trevor Simeon's on the Jets practice squad. They could yeah. sign him, right? Kirk Cousins is no longer – we're no longer talking trade Kirk Cousins, Jake. How are we, we – Thoughts and prayers to Kirk Cousins and his family. Look, his there's nobody they can pick up that can play in a week. You know no, I mean? no, no. I mean, can't unless – But, but – Yeah, I'm, Bar- Barkley, I'm, Barkley, I mean, he knows Dable's system, maybe. But I don't think he can play. I think, you know, they, they yeah. probably need someone to be a backup if Daniel Jones is not available. You know, you definitely need someone to be a backup. I mean, you, you have to – you can't have – you. Um, um, DeVito and Saquon Barkley is a wildcat quarterback. You know, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I do think too, Paul DeVito will have a better shot having a week of practice as a starter. They'll figure out plays that he likes. They they can, 
I don't think they're going to go into the game against the Raiders running the single wing next week, but right. Uh, they'll, they'll get, they'll give yeah, them a but little look, this, look, I understand they could get away with it. This game, like, look, you could say, well, if he threw the ball a little bit, you know, maybe they could have scored some points and then they wouldn't have to be in the situation they were in. But as long as it was 10, seven, I think Dable was okay with, he's not losing the game for us. You know, it's 10, seven. If, if we don't give up any more points, we win. He can't screw the game up. We're going to hand the ball to Saquon. I get it. But, you know, next week, the Raiders come down and score, and it's 7 nothing, and the Giants will – you know, at some point, you can't always choreograph the game that way. Um, we'll see. Yeah, Look, Screen I mean, pass, something. Like a, any a tight end screen, a halfback screen, some kind of throw. Paul, Paul Jake loves to play offensive coordinator. He's, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm what? sure, I'm sure he'd say reverse. Run a reverse, right, Jake? Something, like, different. I, I, it was like I was watching up. Brock Purdy when he's hurt in the playoffs. That's how they were running the offense. They were just – they went through um, um well, he had Debo Samuel to throw to, and you know, you know, they did throw it. He did throw it to Saquon out wide twice. The Jets were waiting for it. Look, the Jets have a good defense. You know, I mean, the Jets have good defensive backs. So, um, I was stunned that the Giants got the ball back. You know, nursing that three point lead, and it's um, nine twenty to go. And I'm like, okay, here we go. The Giants held the ball for over six minutes, right? Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Uh, Saquon. And thanks to Michael Clemens jumping off sides on correct, the correct. And I Jets penalties almost killed them. And I, yeah, right. I, I mean, um, and you know, uh, um, what's his, um, the, uh, the, the, Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson on the unnecessary roughness on, on yeah. DeVito yeah. set up the touchdown, helps them score a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, nine penalties, four personal fouls, some big spots. Uh, there was two personal fouls, I think on that, that touchdown drive. Uh, yeah, it's something they've got to clean up for sure. So this game film won't be going to Ken. I mean, it's unwatchable to read with no all 22 on this one, but you know, the Jets guys, I'll close with this. They they gotta if they want to be taken as a serious playoff team, they gotta be better, obviously. And Zach has to be better. I thought he held the ball way too long in the fourth. Taking that sack, that's that's you know, you, that can't happen. You have to at least chuck it up. And he just seems scared to even turn it over at this point. So, you know, give me the state of the union for the Jets here is they're four and three. Um, they got the charge Monday night at MetLife Stadium. Hopefully a, a game where there's no rain impacting. I mean, every Jet Giant game at home, it feels like it's either a monsoon, it's raining, there's conditions. Um, what's the state of the Jets here at four and three? They're in the playoff picture, but it's a blurry picture, right? There's teams that they're with that are as flawed as them. Honestly, the Steelers are flawed. The Browns are flawed. Um, the Bengals were flawed. I think the Bengals might be finding their, their legs and mm-hmm. they might take off from that group that's all tied at, at four and three right now. We'll see what the charges are uh, next week. But, yeah, it's this feels a lot like last year, Jake. I've said this before, like where they were winning games, but the offense wasn't doing much or Zach specifically wasn't doing much. And um, you kept kind of waiting. And he hasn't had that game yet like he had last year against New England where it was terrible, like just, you know, t- turning the ball over a ton. I still think that game is going to hit at some point. Uh, and, you know, you're not going to be able to overcome that. So we'll see. And then, you know, the the specter of Aaron Rodgers still hangs over everything, Jake. He was on the field before the game. He may have thrown the best passes, you know, of the day. You know, his, his warm-up passes. He certainly threw the ball more than Tommy DeVito did uh, while he was warming up. So, you know, as long as that that is out there, that maybe he can come back, there, there's still hope for this Jets season. He did have more passing yards than him at negative than the Giants at negative nine. I mean, I've he never seen. Nine. 
a team nearly win and uh negative nine right. passing yards. Uh state of the Giants here close it out, Paul. Two and six, trade deadline Tuesday. Uh everyone's hurt. What do you what's the state of the team right now? That sounds good, Jake. You set that up nicely. <laughs> yeah. Give everyone your picture, Paul. I, I, I see some well, I think they're gonna trade their two old starting pitchers. They're gonna get <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna get prospects, and I think you know, gonna have a rebuild here. Um Trade deadline's a lot different in baseball than it is in football. Um, you know, the, the, the Giants going to trade someone off. I mean, does, does anyone want Paris Campbell? I don't know. You know, I mean, he doesn't do anything. Does anyone want a Dory Jackson? You know, it's a decent amount of money they have to uh, pay the guy for the last half of the season. He's not that good of a player anyway. He could help somebody, I'm sure. I'm sure if you put him on a good team, he can be your third or fourth cornerback, no no question. Um, look, the state is really bad. I mean, it's really bad. Two and six is a bad record. Um you imagine if they have Tommy DeVito go out there and lose um, to the Raiders in Vegas, and then they say to oh, Daniel Jones is ready. He can come back and start week 10 against the Cowboys. I mean, I mean, we'd started this whole, this whole colossal spiral down 40 to nothing uh, where they couldn't block anybody. Now um, they will get Andrew Thomas back. I think at left tackle, that's good. John Michael Schmidt came back to play center today. So if they get Andrew Thomas back, then Justin Pugh becomes your left guard. He becomes your best guard. Um, so that, you know, helps two or three positions there. Um, Evan Neal comes back. You know, I don't think Tyree Phillips has played terrible at right tackle. So I think I think there's a chance they will have their best five guys. Uh, allows uh, Ben Bredesen to play guard like he did today. It allows them to have their best five guys on the offensive line. That's something. Darren Waller goes down today with a hamstring. I mean, we probably won't see him for a month, I would think, knowing him and his hamstring issues. So, you know, one step up, two steps back, two steps up, three steps back. Um, it's bad. It's bad. You know, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's been some really, really, really awful. I mean, they scored 14 points and beat Washington. They scored nine points and lost to the Bills, you know, leaving the ball in the one-yard line the end of the first half and the end of the game. I mean, this is some really, really dreadful offensive football. And, um, you know, now as Cosmos, now you get in that range where, I mean, the Jets are winning enough where the defensive guys are pumped up, That I would think, that it's like, you know what, we give up 10, 12 points, we're going to win. We can win. You know, Zach is good enough, we can win. These defensive players and the Giants, I mean, they couldn't play much better than today, and they lost. They gave up 14 points to the Bills in Buffalo, and they lost. So these guys might be starting to get a little – you know, looking a little, um, a little squeamish at these offensive players now. So yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, Kaz says the playoffs are in sight, but blurry. I would say uh, cataract surgery is needed on both eyes for the Giants right about now. There's the headline right there. The Jets beat the Giants 13-10 in overtime. It was a thriller. It was ugly. It was sloppy. And the Jets pick up another ugly Did you say win. Thriller? Did you say thriller? Was, the ending was thrilling. Like I was jumping and screaming at the end. Like I could not believe they were able to get the ball down the field, spike it, the offsides, two 29 yard plays, one second. Like it was just theatrics. Uh only only the best and the, the bright lights of New York City or the bright lights of East Rutherford, New Jersey. Well, stay tuned. Gang's all here. Blue Rush crossover podcast. There's more coming up next. We had no doubt going into overtime we were going to win that game. So, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Alrighty, the crossover episode has come to an end. As that says, adios to episode 159 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Mason Verdicchio for helping me produce the show. You can catch up and subscribe to listen to Gangs All Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review. You can watch us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there. Follow that Gangs All Here playlist. Give us a thumbs up below. Comment below. How do you feel right now Jets I want to hear from you Jets Nation how do you feel because the mixed emotions going on are off the charts from how do they win to great we want a game to god they can't be a playoff team playing that terrible against a third string quarterback and they're handing the ball off every time there's a lot of emotions let us know in the comments below on YouTube tweet me at Jake Brown Radio for Brian Costello for Paul Schwartz for Brandon London for Lawrence Times busy show I'm Jake Brown We'll be back on Gangs All Here on Thursday. Might have to hit up PR to get Thomas Morstead on the show. It is punter week. He gets the MVP. He gets the star of the week. We'll be back Thursday to preview that Monday night football game against the Chargers at MetLife Stadium. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. We'll talk to you Thursday.